Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, animal advocates everywhere, and welcome to the Pet Place Radio Show. I'm Marie Hewitt, and I've got a super show planned for you today. First up, Andrew Dean will be stopping by to talk about the upcoming Bark for Life of Los Angeles, a non-competitive walk for dogs and their owners to raise funds and awareness for the American Cancer Society's fight against cancer. And after our halftime break, Lisa Waisaki has some really important information on creating a pet directive to ensure your pet will be cared for in case something happens to you. Keep your radio tuned right here to K-Mozart, and we'll get started after a very quick station break. Welcome back. You're listening to the Pet Place Radio Show on K-Mozart. I'm Marie Hewitt, and joining me now from Bark for Life Los Angeles is Andrew Dean. Welcome to the Pet Place, Andrew. How are you this morning? I'm wonderful, Marie. Thank you so much for having me today. I'm so glad you're here because I'm very interested in the Bark for Life Los Angeles program. Can you tell our listeners all about it? Yes, absolutely. Well, Bark for Life is a fundraiser for the American Cancer Society. It's a three-hour event that's going to be taking place over in uh, Chevy Hills Park in July of this year. And it's essentially a three-hour walk, or uh, or it's a three-hour event, rather, uh, during this time, then uh, there will be a short walk, and then afterwards people are able to go visit with vendors and socialize with other uh, participants and uh, visit our, our area to find out more information about the American Cancer Society and just all in all enjoy themselves. Wow, that sounds so fun. And how did this all get started? Well, yeah. So, so in uh, actually, uh, Bark for Life is a spinoff of the American Cancer Society's more popular Relay for Life. Uh, at these Relay for Life, there are 24-hour events, uh, but at, at these events, they usually draw hundreds of people, and, and unfortunately, we're not able to allow dogs at these events. Oh, and I bet a lot of people have been asking if they could bring their dogs. That's correct. That's correct. So actually, uh, a small town in Pottstown, Pennsylvania, came up with this great idea of having this Bark for Life, and it's trickled its way on over to California now. And now there's five what we call Big Bark for Life that take place across the state in San Francisco, Sacramento, Orange County, San Diego, and now here in Los Angeles. Wow, that's wonderful. (laughs) Tell me, I know a lot of people are always concerned at big events like this that when they raise money, it's not really going to the cause. Where does the money go? What does the American Cancer Society do with the funds that are raised in this sort of event? Well, the amazing thing about the American Cancer Society is that 90% of everything that we raise actually comes back to the organization. We try and keep expenses to 10%, so that way as much donor dollar as possible can come back to actually to the uh, the services, the education, and the, re- the research and the advocacy that the American Cancer Society does. Oh, that's wonderful. So it really is a good cause. Absolutely, absolutely. And I know that you said it's uh, in Los Angeles this year. I know you mentioned the exact location but but can you say it again because I did not write that down. Of course, of course. Uh, Bark for Life of Los Angeles will be held at Chevy Hills Park. Where is that at? Uh, it's Rancho Park over by Culver City. Okay, and is there a, um, an address that our of listeners course. can find on the internet? Do you have a website for this? Sure. Well, the address itself is uh, for for the for the venue is is on Motor Avenue. It's two five five one Motor Avenue. Okay. 
the address for our website uh, is, is a little long. It's relayforlife.org slash bark Los Angeles CA, like California. Oh, very good. Do you have a lot of uh, people who are getting involved this year? Yeah, we have a lot of great you know, people who are interested in coming out and just walking, people who are interested in, in uh, being vendors or sponsors for the event and getting their business name out there. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, we're, we're definitely looking to have a, a nice large gathering and uh, all in all just making it a fantastic day. Wow, it sounds wonderful. Are people entering as individuals or are you seeing more people enter as teams? Well, people can enter in as uh, as, as either a team where they can gather uh, their friends and family and other you know fellow dog lovers together. Mm-hmm. It's a great way to uh, actually, if you if you sign up as a team, then you actually have a designated spot where you can set up camp for the day. You know, bring chairs and tables and food and whatever it is that you want to have to keep yourself occupied during the three hours. Mm-hmm. Uh, but of course, we are accepting people to walk on, and uh, uh, if they want to just show up on the day of the event, then it's uh, it's simply twenty five dollars per dog. Okay. And uh and of course all that money goes back to support the event. Okay. And are you expected to do some additional fundraising as well? Absolutely. We we hope that you know of course all the uh, all the food that's on site, you know, the 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 uh, a percentage of the proceeds from the food come back and mm-hmm. uh and of course we're accepting just general donations. People are doing fundraising on the website if they're raising money for a, a pet they've lost to cancer or if it's uh or if their pet was a uh, a great uh, caregiver to them while they themselves were going through cancer. It's a, it's a great way to honor them, uh, honor those people. Wow, that's really wonderful. I know that pets provide so much relief and and sort of an escape, if you will, from from cancer for both caregivers and for people who are going through cancer treatments. And it's just so nice to have a, a furry little critter snuggle up next to you that you could pet and and just forget about everything for a little bit. They're they're almost like medicine themselves. Absolutely, they truly are, and we want to make sure as the American Cancer Society that we honor that. Wow. Hey, what kind of fun activities aside from the actual walking part do you have in store for people who are participating? Sure. There are. There, of course, will be. Uh, we're having a couple demonstrations come out. There's a, uh, a company called the Zoom Room. Uh, which does uh, training and stuff like that, and they're going to be coming out and doing a couple demonstrations. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also are uh, working on, of course, getting uh, music and DJs and maybe a band or two lined up. Uh, oh, right now, the, yeah. that information is still in the works. Okay. Okay. Yeah, exactly. And then, uh, and then, of course, uh, just in itself, of course, if there are if there are people who uh, want to be involved in that way, if they have something that they would be interested in, uh, in in entertaining the crowd with, we're, of course, always accepting that as well. Oh, that's very cool. And you mentioned food, too. That's always a, a big issue for a lot of people I know. Exactly. Uh, who's going to be coming out to provide food this year? Well, we're, we're, we're trying to aim ourselves at some food trucks. And uh, and we're hoping to get some of the uh, uh, some of the more popular ones up until those details are actually finalized. I can't say just yet. Ah, okay. So people have to keep checking the website That's for right. all the That's great right. new details that are coming out. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> now, are you going to be walking with one of your dogs? I will. I have a, a, a small uh, year and a half old uh, Maltese. His name is Reggie. Seven pounds of fury. <laughs> Now, this is a long walk. Do you have to do any training? No, actually, uh, truth be told, the walk itself is just around the baseball field, and so it's it's a, it's in a loop. It's in a small space, and you can you can walk, you can hop, skip, jump, you know, whatever it is that you want to do. How you and ever your uh, your canine companion want to get around. Okay, but I wouldn't recommend just taking out a dog who's been a couch potato for a long oh. time. <laughs> of course. 
course, of course not. <laughs> well, <laughs> you definitely want to use your best judgment when it comes to taking your dog on a walk. Oh, okay, so you should do a little bit of uh, working out each day, <laughs> building up your stamina, both you and your pet, so that you can manage a, a walk for three hours. That's right. I, I know I definitely have to cut back Reggie's daily ration of treats in order to make this work for him. So. <laughs> Um, if it rains, will you still be holding the event, or do you have a rain date? Uh, if it does rain out, then we will have to postpone the event. Uh, it will likely be pushed back to the following weekend. Okay. And uh, can somebody check in the day of the event just to see if it's a go or not? Absolutely. All the information will be updated on the website. Okay. If you wanted to participate but not necessarily walk, do you have a need for volunteers? Absolutely. Well, the American Camp Society, actually, we are an entirely volunteer-driven organization. Uh, our volunteer-to-staff ratio is 400 to 1. Yeah. And so uh, all of these events themselves are, are volunteer-organized. And uh, those, those, and uh, so, of course, you know, it's, it's all the stuff that you see on the day of the event will be organized by fellow uh, you know, citizens of Los Angeles here. And we could always use the help that we need. Uh, right now, we, uh, the more, the better. The, the, the more, the merrier. What kind of jobs are you looking to fill right now? Of course, it well, of course, there's uh, there's always uh, high levels of leadership. You know, we would love some people to train uh, to step on to uh, help co-chair the event. You know, people who want to actually get their hands uh, really in there. Mm-hmm. We're looking for people to help us uh, logistically, maybe helping to organize, uh, you know, tables and tents and chairs and things to that effect. Uh, lining up the, more of the entertainment that we were speaking about earlier. Okay. Or even if it's uh, helping us to recruit and uh, post, and willing, being willing to even so much as post flyers in your local vet's office. Oh, that sounds uh, like an easy enough thing to do. <laughs> Absolutely. And if somebody is interested in, uh, in, in in doing something like, you know, checking out the flyers or anything like that, then actually we have those available on the website as well. Okay, so you could print them out and start posting them at your office, at that's your right. school, uh, door exactly. to door. <laughs> that's right, that's right. Give them to everybody. Oh, boy, that sounds really fun. Yeah. How many people are you expecting to register for this year's event? Well, we're hoping to have uh, at least 300 participants, and uh, that's that, that's people in and of itself. And then, uh, and then we're hoping to, uh, you know, have uh, about half that in dogs, just so it's not getting too wow. crowded. So. Are you encouraging people to only bring well-behaved and socialized dogs? Of course, okay. of course. There is a there is a leash requirement as well. We ask that you know all pets, of course, be leashed. It's not a uh, it's it's not a free-running area. Um, also, we ask that all uh, all dogs be uh, up to date on their vaccinations, and of course, be well socialized. Okay. Uh, yeah, exactly. And do you have to sign a, a waiver when you sign up that says you're promising to bring a well-behaved dog that's up to date on his vaccination, so that everybody who participates feels real good about the safety level? That's right, exactly. And actually, if if somebody wanted to sign up in advance for the event, because it'll be uh, it's actually truth be told, it's it's twenty five dollars to sign up online, and if you sign up online, you sign that waiver electronically, so you okay. just get to walk in on the day of the event. Uh, registration on the day of the event, if you were to walk in, would be thirty dollars. Yeah, I know everybody likes having T-shirts from events like these. Is that one of the, the one of the benefits uh, <laughs> of this particular race? Uh, there's there's there's, uh, there's 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 no T-shirts as of yet. Okay. Uh, we will have a small. We will have what we call our. Uh, of course, there has to be a, a a dog pun with everything. There will be our barkery store uh, <laughs> that will have various relay for, uh, bark for life branded uh, items for people to purchase. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 
so you could brag to everybody that you participated. That's right. And any dog who participates, while we don't have T-shirts for the participants, for the dogs, we do have these uh, great uh, purple bandanas that they're able to wear, and they, of course, they bark for life on them. And our, uh, and uh, we have small ones and big ones, ones that can fit Reggie, and then ones that can fit uh, our larger breeds as well. Ah, very cool, very cool. How many teams have you had sign up so far? Well, we, we, we're up to seven teams right now, okay. uh, teams that range from uh, everywhere from family and friends teams to, uh, you know, uh, to businesses and, uh, and other things to that effect. Okay, before I let you go, mm-hmm. let's give your website out one more time so that somebody could sign up. Absolutely. It's relayforlife.org forward slash bark Los Angeles CA. Thank you, Andrew. This is terrific information, and I wish you huge, tremendous success. Thank you so much. We need to break now, but when we return, Lisa Waisaki will be checking in and giving some great information for creating a legal document that will keep your pet safe and cared for in the event you can no longer do so. So stay tuned for more Pet Place on K Mozart. We're back on the Pet Place Radio Show with Lisa Wysocki from Colby's Army. Welcome to the Pet Place, Lisa. How are you today? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing very well. So I'm curious, Colby's Army, what does that have to do with animals? Well, a lot, actually. Colby was my son, and he passed away a couple of years ago, and he was a huge animal lover. Uh, Colby had schizophrenia and a lot of other mental illnesses and uh, when he passed away some of his friends and I got together and my friends um, and we started Colby's Army to continue the work that Colby could no longer do and and a lot of that work had to do with animals he loved animals and anything that uh, he could do to tell people about animal welfare how to care for animals uh, how to make the lives of pets better uh, that's what he wanted to do, and so that's what we're doing. Um, It's one of the things that we're doing at Colby's Army. Wow, he sounds like he was a great guy. He really was. He really was, and, you know, uh, it's given a lot of people purpose. We now have volunteers all over the country, and, uh, you know, we're really making a a difference, And, and I love the fact that it's keeping my son's name and memory out there, but I also love the fact that we're really impacting the lives of pets everywhere, which is really cool. Yeah, it is really cool. And I know that one of the things that you're working on is educating people on pet directives. So let's do that here at the Pet Place. What is a pet directive? Well, great question. You know, a pet directive is a legal written document that directs the care of your pet, either short-term or long-term, just in case you can't. So, for example, if you're... In a car accident, for example, and you're in the hospital for weeks on end, a written pet directive gives your friends and family uh, instructions on how to care for your pet. And in the unfortunate circumstance that if you or one of your loved one passes away, it gives more long-term care uh, instructions for your pets. Oh, wow, that's a great idea. And, you know, we really do try and promote that a lot on the Pet Place. I do a lot of volunteer work in shelters and for rescues. And I do know that a pretty substantial number of animals that end up in shelters and rescues are there because their owners have passed away or have become too ill to care for their pets any longer, and they did not make prior arrangements. So all of a sudden, through no fault of their own, 
these animals are in the long list of animals waiting for a new home, and that's very sad, and nobody wants that to happen to their own pet, but they don't think about things like this. No, people don't, and, you know, most people have a will, and, you know, a lot of their material assets are, are taken care of. They, you know, here's the house, and here's, you know, here's where my car goes, and here's where my bank account goes, and, and you list all of the heirs, but so many people forget about what happens to my pets, either that or they assume that the son or the daughter or the spouse is going to take care of the pets when, in in fact, that often doesn't happen. Absolutely. It might be that the son or the daughter or the spouse don't even like the pets. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Or the pet doesn't like them. Exactly, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so, you know, a pet directive really writes down not only who cares for the pet, but here's the pet's favorite toys and here's the favorite food and here's the activity that we like to do together and here here's the veterinarian and here's when when the dog or the cat needs shots or warming and you know all of the things that go to make your life or your pet's life comfortable and safe and routine and it really eases the transition for your pet and again it doesn't have to be a permanent situation if you're just incapacitated for whatever reason, uh, or, unwil- or unable to communicate, uh-huh. then um, your pet is taken care of in, in a way that's familiar to the pet, and that, that just means so much. So it goes without saying, or maybe it shouldn't go without saying, that whoever is going to be caring for your animals is somebody that you need to talk to ahead of time. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely, and yes, it, it should be said, and, and you would think that that would be a given, but in many cases it's not, and you know, if if you want somebody to care for your pets in case you can't, you really need to talk to that person and see if, if it's financially doable for that person, if they can take on extra pets, or, or in some cases it might be the first four-legged family members in this new household. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, they, they really need to be on board with this. And, and you know, even if it's the, the same people in the same household, uh-huh. you, you know, you need to make sure that everybody is on board and, um um, I've found a lot of people have emailed me and, and said, you know, the, the people I just assumed were going to take care of my pets really are unwilling to do so. And, they, you know, they're having to go to their second and third level people to, to find the right match. So you should have backups. Of course, it's great to have somebody that you could count on for sure, but you should definitely have some backups in case something happens to your number one pick also. Well, of course, and, you know, it could be, you know, if you passed away six months or a year later, maybe something happens to the people that you directed to to care for your pet. And so you should absolutely have a secondary backup. Um, If those people can't care for your pet, who's your other choice? Uh, Because your pets might be relatively young and have a long life in front of them, and um, it's, it's just good to know that they're cared for in the way that they're used to and in the way that you want them to be cared for. Definitely. And should you have some money set aside also that's attached to the pet directive so that whoever is going to take on the responsibility doesn't have a huge financial burden? Yeah, that's a great question. And, you know, not everybody is is able to do that. A lot of elderly people, they just don't have any money set aside, Mm -hmm. which means that whoever cares for their pet is going to have to have the financial means to do so. But if you can possibly financially do that and just say, you know, here's here's $2,500 to care for my pet for the next five years or, or however long that pet is going to live, that is such a blessing not only to the pet but to the people who, 
you trust to take care of that pet. Absolutely. It might be a good idea then to just set aside a little money every month in a designated account that's associated with the pet directive. Absolutely. And, you know, a lot of people set aside money for their college education or their children's college education or for their retirement. And it it doesn't take much, you know, 15 or $20 a month Mm -hmm. um, adds up quite quickly over time. And and, uh, you can jumpstart it with maybe a couple of hundred dollars. And all of a sudden, your pet has a little annuity ready for them in case something happens to you. And, and, you know, the other thing that's really important is we all have this this feeling that, well, nothing's going to happen to me, Mm -hmm. you know, and and you can be hit by a bus or you can be run over by a car. And um, I I know somebody who just was in the prime of his life and had a massive heart attack last week and just passed away. And things happen, and and you just really do need to prepare uh, your pets and, and yourself for that. Absolutely. You know, I've mentioned this on the show before, but I have a parrot, and I know he's going to outlive me because he's going to live to be 75, 80 years old, and I I only got him about 10 years ago. So my kids already know that he's going to be going to my youngest daughter, and if for whatever reason she can't take him, somebody else is going to step up. And and that's our agreement, and they're going to honor that agreement. But we've definitely talked about this at length, and and it is quite a commitment if you take on a pet, especially a pet that is going to have such a long life. Oh, definitely. And and you know, if you look at you know maybe a non-traditional pet such as a horse, for example, who mm-hmm. can live to be thirty-five, mm-hmm. um, may well outlive the owner. And and the other thing too, I think that's really important is. This kind of subject matter is something that a lot of people just don't want to talk about oh, yes. um, because it's just it's so negative and it's, it sounds so morbid and you know you might want to talk about it and then your family member or your loved one doesn't and I, I think it's important just to say in the in the event that this happens I really do want to make plans and talk about this mm-hmm. and you know I'm not expecting anything to happen but if it does <laughs> you know and, and uh, that way you're prepared and and uh, you know we have this it won't happen to me attitude and or I don't want to talk about it attitude and, or I don't want uh, to think do, about it yeah. exactly mm-hmm. oh absolutely and, and none of us do but you know what what a blessing it is to know that that your your loved ones, your four-legged furry loved ones, or mm-hmm. or your loved one with fins if you happen to have a goldfish, you know, <laughs> it's going to be taken care of. <laughs> Absolutely. And what gave you the idea to start this campaign? You know, before my son passed away, before Colby passed, um, he and I had had some conversations about each of our funerals and, and what we wanted to happen because uh, several of our friends had passed away, several of our family friends had passed away, and we were coming home from one of the funerals one day, and we just started talking about it. And I, you know, after Colby passed, I got with the board of directors for Colby's Army, and, and we, we talked about how can we, you know, honor Colby's memory and continue doing the work. And this idea just kind of came up, and we thought, you know, what what better way than to ensure that, that pets are taken care of should they outlive their owners and um it's it's just been a wonderful thing reading all of the emails that have come in to us and and people are just so grateful uh for it and they people can just go to the website it's colbysarmy.org and it's a free download uh it was done by a, a lawyer here in Tennessee there's a page of instructions and then just a page 
of um, you know of a form to fill out that you can fill out for each pet, and it's really easy to do. And that's the other thing. People think, well, it's a legal document; it's got to be complex and difficult, and I don't want to deal with that. Mm-hmm. But it's really easy. You can you can do it in ten minutes. Wow, that's wonderful. And let's say you want to make it generic because. In your life, you might have a lot of different pets, and the pets that sure. you have when you fill out the form might not be the same pets that you have when you do pass away. Right. Can you make it generic so that it you just You absolutely can make it generic, and you can make a blanket form and just say, you know, any, and just put in any pets that I have, any four-legged or, you know, two-legged pets or whatever it is mm-hmm. that I have. Um, is going to be cared for by this person, and this person has agreed. And, um, you know, it's nice to update it regularly if you do get a new pet because that way um, if there's any problem with family members maybe fighting over that pet, mm-hmm. and um, you can include a description of the pet, um, and that way you know what well, this particular pet is going here. And that's the other thing, too, is a lot of a lot of pets sometimes, unfortunately, are broken up. So, you oh. know, one son might take the cats and, and the daughter might take the dog. Right. Uh-huh. But, you know, at least they're going to end up in a, a good home where they're loved Absolutely. and cared for. And that's what's really important. Yeah. Uh, I know you gave the website out just a moment ago, but before I let you go, let's give it out one more time in case our listeners didn't have a chance to oh, write yeah, it down. Oh, yeah, it's colbysarmy.org, and we're also on Facebook. I think if you just go to Facebook and type in Colby's Army, the more Facebook friends we have, the better. It's really helpful for us to get grants and, and other funding uh, so we can do more things like this. So that's really helpful. And uh, the Pet Directive, there's a link right on the on the main page on the website, and you can just go to that and download it. It's a PDF file, and uh, it's very easy. And uh, if people have questions, they can also email us at info at colbysarmy.org. Lisa, this is such important information, and I hope our listeners will move forward on something like this to make sure their pets will always be cared for, even if they're not around. So thanks so much for coming to the Pet Place. Oh, thank you so much for including this information. We really appreciate it. You're very welcome. And we need to take one last break now, but don't go away because we'll be right back with Pet Place News and Events here on K-Mozart. We're back on the Pet Place Radio Show. I'm Marie Hewlett, and it's time for Pet Place News and Events. Well, it's here. It's Pet Expo today at the Orange County Fairgrounds. You'll have pet-abulous fun at the world's largest pet and pet product expo. Gates open at 10 a.m. and close at 6 p.m. This year, the theme is a salute to Hollywood pets, and some of your favorite animal actors will be on hand to give potographs. Of course, there are so many shows, demonstrations, contests, and, of course, adoptions of homeless pets from shelters and rescues, so you may end up taking a new family member home. And I love all the pet products that are for sale, including toys, clothes, pet beds, and so much more. Of course, you'll want to swing by our Pet Place booth and say hi. I'll be there all day today, along with Petey the Parrot, who is always happy to meet new friends. We're all really looking forward to this, so I hope to see you there. And don't forget to check out our website at www.petplace.org and send us your comments or suggestions for the show. That's all for me today. Remember, pets need love and a home, too. We'll be back next weekend here on K-Mozart. I'm Marie Hewlett.
please spay or neuter your pets and have a wonderful day. 